Good afternoon, everybody. This is Blake Ruby from San Antonio. Welcome to my show, Church of the Soul's Evolution. I was watching TBN, which I often do on television today, and there's a preacher who owns a mega church. His name is David Jeremiah. It was a nice show. He had his band playing some music, and then he gave the word. And I like listening to what he says and what other preachers say. It's all very good. But they preach directly from the Bible. It's the same tomorrow I'm going to go to church, and I sing with the choir. It's a gospel choir. One of the best things I've done in my life is to sing with the gospel choir, because we sing these beautiful songs that belong to African-American people dating back to the days of slavery. And these songs are just packed full of wonderful words, spirituality that just is good for the soul, you know? It's not like ordinary Christian songs. These are, I mean, to give you an idea, you've heard of the song, Swing Low, Sweet Chariot, right? It goes like this. Swing low, sweet chariot, coming for to take me home. Swing low, Sweet chariot, coming for to take me home. And where's home, you think? Heaven? Right. It's not that far away. It's in our solar system. It's the source of light for our solar system, you know. It's just a beautiful song. And then there's others like Courage My Soul. And that goes like this. Courage my soul. And let us journey on, though the night is dark, and I am far from home. Thanks be to God, the morning light appears. The storm is passing over. The storm is passing over. The storm is passing over. Hallelujah. 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 The storm is passing over. The storm is passing over. The storm is passing over. Hallelujah. Hold on, just a minute, please. Here comes one of our dogs. All right, Gordy. So, in heaven, if you want to know a book that talks about heaven, it's the best book, in my opinion that talks about heaven, and it's even got some biblical references in it. It's called Paradise, the Holy City, and the Glory of the Throne. If you type that in to your browser, you can use Google Chrome and type, here comes another dog. I guess they like to, um, well, anyway, it's all good. And there's a PDF version that will pop up that you can open for free and read it if you want. It will give you the best idea, in my opinion. I've read a lot of books about heaven, a lot, because that's what I do. I'm all about spirituality. That's why I call my show The Church of the Soul's Evolution. Now, it's fine and wonderful as a stepping stone to get to where you need to be to read from the Bible, to follow the Bible. But not everybody does. You've got all these different religions in the world, right? Each one saying that we are the truth and the way. But that can't be, right? Because they're different. I was in the store today shopping, and I saw a Muslim family. I think they were Muslim because the wife had the traditional garb on, and their children, I think she had two or three daughters and one or two sons, and and I looked at the father, and he looked to be a good man. You know, they believe what they believe. So the Muslims believe one thing, the Christians believe another. 
And it was a strange thing because afterwards I was thinking about what had this happened. I looked at the one of the girls, and she must have been maybe 10 years old. And we looked at each other. Our eyes met, and I just felt love. You know, I'm talking about soul love or spirit love, if you will. No physical attraction whatsoever. You know, she's very, was a very young girl, you know. But I was thinking how we often confuse soul love and spirit love with physical love. You know, I had no intention or there was nothing in me that was thinking of sexual immorality of some type, you know. But isn't that what happens sometimes when we think about children? I'm a good man. You know, I have been all my life. I'm almost 69 years old. I'm happily married. And I have no inclination or proclivity to do something crazy, like, you know, engage in, you know what I'm talking about. I don't even like mentioning the words, you know. But I'm just saying that it doesn't matter what religion people are in. We're all human beings on this planet, you know. I think when we get to heaven, and it says so in that book, Paradise, the Holy City, and the Glory of the Throne, when we get there, we will know that there is no religion in heaven. There are some people there who have existed since biblical days, the old patriarchs of the Bible, the disciples of Jesus, Jesus himself, who died on the cross. Also, great people throughout the centuries who lived in... Hold on just a minute. I've got one dog sitting behind me here on the floor. I just let one of the dogs in. His name is Mr. Beta, and he's a dachshund, a very cool dog. And so religion is good in regard to, I believe, talking about God and Jesus and just wisdom that you really can't find in other areas of life, secular areas of life. It's good for the soul. You know, the Bible I'm talking about, other books, the Koran, other religions, you know, the Hindus have their book. I'm not sure what it is. The Buddhists, theirs. But in heaven, there is no religion. So what I'm really concerned about when I talk about it on my show is the truth. What is the truth? One has to understand that and be logical about it, that all that happened back then, all those centuries ago, was looked at it from the perspective of perspective of people that wrote what they wrote, people who interpreted what they saw, people who rewrote it. Hold on just a minute. And it's all good. I'm going to go to church tomorrow. And I will be engaged and and interactive, you know, with the preacher. And I like the service because it's a trip through the past. You know, I like to think what it was like when Jesus walked this earth, all the miracles that he performed. I get the feeling that sometimes people misunderstand me because I can embrace some of the things the Bible talks about to include the miracles of Jesus and the resurrection, which I think some people don't believe in. Some people don't believe that Jesus was the son of God, that he was a prophet, but he was more than that. I've talked about it on previous shows. He was, in my opinion, an an extraterrestrial from another planet in our Milky Way galaxy. And there are a lot, a lot of planets out there. And just like in the movie Avatar, there are some civilizations out there who are so advanced technologically and spiritually that their spaceships can traverse the universe in a very quick way. You know, they can travel conventionally, 
up to the speed of light. And Einstein was right. There's nothing faster than the speed of light, but they can also go interdimensionally in some way, somehow, whether through electrical stimulation, a combination of material that they make their spacecraft with, including plant matter and other substances that allow for that trans-dimensional process to occur, the disassembly and reassembly of molecules of both the spaceship and the inhabitants, the, uh, the people inside, if you want to call them people, you know, beings, sentient beings. Anyway, going back to the song, I want to sing some more songs. And I mentioned that one of the best things I've done is to be in this gospel choir. Also, one of the best things I've done was, and it's been since COVID, before, just before COVID began, I used to go to the Wounded Warriors on Fort Sam Houston and sing songs for them. And I developed a repertoire of songs that was close to 150 that I memorized. So I could go down there and I would go once a month. I would sing for them for about an hour and a half around lunchtime. And these songs were kind of geared towards them, if you will. And they deal with God, love, nature. And so I still practice these songs because I want to be as good as I can for the choir. When you stand up there, I'm a white man in a black service. That's the truth. I'm just saying, you know, uh, there is, there have been other white folks that have come and gone. The keyboard player is Hispanic. But the rest is African American, which is fine, you know. In my opinion, the first people on earth were African American and also Asian. They came from a planet called Bacchurini. How does that sound? Does that ring for you at all? Bacchurini, a planet in the Milky Way galaxy, was cooling down in their solar system and they had to find another planet of a suitable level of evolution. And that's a deep subject all of its own, but I won't get into it right now. Suffice it to say that the black race landed in Australia and began their continuation of their civilization. Later, the Aborigine people would kind of spring from that group of people. And then over in Burma, China, and India, the yellow race, the Asian race, settled and, and they expanded into... Um, other areas of the world, along with the blacks, you know, and then there was a white race that came from some other planet in our solar, not in our solar system, although there are a race of human beings that live on one of Jupiter's moons. Did you know that? Ganymede. Go ahead, if you're interested, type it in Google and and ask humans living on Ganymede with a question mark, and something will pop up. There's a book called I Visited Ganymede. I've got it right here on my desk. It's in Spanish and also English, although I think the English copy is really expensive now. And there used to be a planet between Jupiter and Mars that exploded because this group of the civilization of human beings, apparently, were very advanced and were delving into some experience with antimatter, which was very, I'm sure you know, it is very dangerous. And over some overzealous experience, sure enough, caused the explosion of their planet, and they had to take their civilization to live on Ganymede, where there's a lot of volcanic activity, and they are using that volcanic activity to power their cities, which are half above the surface and half below the surface. So, within our own solar system, but going back to these other beings that are out there that know how to travel throughout the universe, and in a very quick way, you know, they can warp time and space, travel eventually. Once you get into the parallel universe, the thought dimension, if you will, then you can go wherever you want to, thinking it. and. Well, it's a very deep subject, you know, and there's a lot of sentient beings out there who, who have 
by virtue of them having existed a lot longer than us, you know, here on planet Earth, some civilizations have been traveling around the universe for hundreds of millions of years because, because they were created before our Milky Way galaxy was even created. And you know the universe is constantly growing and expanding. The edges of infinite space are expanding as we talk. So new solar systems and new galaxies are being formed. Yes. The universe is such a huge place, it's really incomprehensible to think how large it is, you know. Suffice it to say, you go up outside and look up into the evening sky, and all those stars, which are really suns, are complete solar systems. You take a telescope and look at one, you'll see planets around them if you have a good enough telescope. So, yes, they're discovering planets all the time. However, it's not officially known that each star up there in the sky, they haven't come out and declared it officially, in other words, that the astronomers and scientists, is a solar system, you know, with nine planets. That's the number nine, the number nine. Sometimes they have more or less, but usually they go back to the number nine. So, I'm going to take a drink of water here. I was saying about these African-American songs, they're amazing, you know, and not hard to understand what they were going through, you know, being oppressed and abused by people back then. You know, the women were abused, the men, you know, they were whipped. They were subjected to horrible conditions. They had to work um, terrible hours, long hours, you know, collecting cotton from fields and other things as well. Slavery is not a pleasant thing, you know. It's been in existence for the history of the world, even dating back to Moses' time, you know, in Egypt when the Hebrews were enslaved by the Egyptians and finally were let go. Anyway, I was saying about the Bible, you know, it has a lot of truth in it, but some things I personally, and I'm entitled to my opinion, don't believe in. So I believe in most of the Bible, but not all of it. You know, I think it's it's a tremendous account of divine intervention like the world's never known, specifically talking about the miracles associated with Moses and Jesus. And those miracles are not something to be easily forgotten, you know, because, in my opinion, they were very true. It really did happen. And the resurrection really did happen. But the explanation of how it happened is kind of beyond some people's grasp to understand because they don't see the big picture, haven't thought outside the box in that regard, knowing that we've had interaction with extraterrestrials for thousands of years here on Earth. Thousands. They're out there. They... They know that we're here. They have observed us for thousands of years. They are very intelligent, extremely intelligent people. I say people. Let me put it in another way. Sentient beings. You can call them people also because we're all children of the supreme creator of the universe, you know, who started it all with the Big Bang. And these sentient beings, you have to understand the Supreme Creator. Just look around this planet. It's such a beautiful place. The Supreme Creator is a creator of planets, of plant life, of animal life, of sentient beings. And the Supreme Creator is a spirit. I talked about this, and I wasn't here last week, and they did a rerun of my show. But there is a really good near-death experience that you should check out on YouTube. If you type in near-death experience, creator of the universe, you'll hear the story from Adana Rebado. I think it's R-E-B-A-D-O-W. And she talks about how she was nearly drowned in a ski boat accident and what she went through and she had an encounter with the creator of the universe and she said she found herself separated from a body and then she went through like a saran wrap veil as she put it 
And then she was in eternity, she said, which was kind of like outer space, you know, with stars all around, eternity. And she looked at her body, her spirit body, you know, with her soul, which is the brain of the spirit. And all the cells in her spirit are made of, our spirits are made of billions of electrons, you know. And she said they were all kind of, they were forming like a happy smile when she looked down at all their different cells in her body, you know, and they were kind of like talking to her in a way. And all of a sudden they said, he's coming, he's coming. And she said, why, who's coming? And all of a sudden she was in the presence of the supreme creator of the universe. She said the best way that she could describe him, her, because it wasn't a he, it wasn't a she, it wasn't an it. It was this electrical kind of energy with no face. And it reminded her of the Aurora Borealis. And she had a conversation with God. She said she realized she was in the presence of the creator of the universe. And he was really, I say he, the creator of the universe, was really cool and funny and humorous and super intelligent. She, she said that she thought, you know, as soon as she thought in her mind, and, and that was kind of amazing to her also because it seemed like her consciousness existed without being attached to the body. You know, she took her consciousness with her and she said, I think that's the supreme creator of the universe. And just as soon as she said that, at the very same instant, she heard the reply back, I am the creator of the universe. And this happened like a couple of other times. She would think something and then immediately a response would come back. And then the creator said something like, I even know how many grains of sand are on a beach in New Zealand. And immediately she was transported down to this beach. And sure enough, the creator knew how many, how many grains of sand are on a particular beach in New Zealand. And, she, and he said to her, I even know how many hairs you have on your head. And so Donna knew that she was dead and, she was thinking about her funeral and where she would have it. And the creator said to her, so, so Donna, what do you want to do? What do you want to do here? You know, just like matter of fact, kind of chummy, you know, in a nonchalant way. And she said, well, you are the creator. You made me. So I'll leave that decision up to you. And as she said that, she was catapulted back by some invisible energy back into her body, which was underneath the surface of the water. Her lungs were filled, and she thought to herself, now, what is going on here? Because, you know, my lungs are filled. I'm about to, you know, to be completely dead. And just as soon as she said that, the rope which had tangled around her leg, you know, from the ski boat, and the guy that was driving the the ski boat it had been sinking. That's why they stopped their activities. They were dragging this toy around behind them, like uh, one of those inflatable rafts. So they took the rope off of that, and that's how, when they did, they, they became entangled with a leg. And as he tried to get back to the shore, because that boat was sinking and there was a baby on board, and so they weren't even looking back. They were just looking forward. The guy who was driving the boat felt a hand on his shoulder. He turned around and looked and saw that something was being dragged underneath the water at that time. The rope became unentangled. She felt some human hands lifting her up to the surface of the water, even though there was no one there. And then when she got to the surface, something slapped her in the back, and the gallons and gallons of water came out of her lungs. And her sister, who she'd been with, was swimming like crazy and trying to get to her where she, from where she had been. They had been. And anyway, that's a really cool story about the Supreme Creator of the Universe who is real, you know? And the Supreme Creator is a creator of bodies, also besides planets and suns and moons. Now, a moon is really just a small planet. And if you think about it, the sun, like we have in our solar system, is also a world, but a world on fire. But it's a very special fire, right? It's not like when you light a match. It's a different kind of fire. It's a nuclear fire. It's where millions of tons of hydrogen will be converted into helium every second, like six million tons, I don't know. It's a G2 main sequence white dwarf star. And there are stars that are a lot larger than that one, some that are smaller throughout the universe, apparently. 
Anyway, so I want to get back to singing some songs here. And I know so many. I know Christmas carols. I just love them. I never get time tired of singing them. But here's one called Nature Boy by Nat King Cole. And it goes like this. There was a boy, a very strange enchanted boy. They say he wandered very far, very far over land and sea. A little shy and sad of eye, but very wise was she and then one day one magic day he passed my way and while we spoke of many things hold on just a minute okay nice to have you with me well the dogs are always interrupting my show but i guess it's okay no, I got to deal with it. And while we spoke of many things, fools and kings, this he said to me. The greatest thing you'll ever learn is just to love and be loved in that's a great song by Nat King Cole. I go on a lot of cruises. I've got, I was telling Doug, I've got this cruise coming up in June, although I don't take it for granted things can happen, but God willing, hopefully we'll get there. One thing I like to do is I like to go to karaoke. They usually have karaoke, not always, but usually they do. Well, you can go in a room filled with, you know, 50, 100 people, pick up the microphone and just, you know, play your favorite song. Some people look at the monitor. I've memorized the words, so that's cool. You know, that's one of the ways I get my public speaking groove on, so to speak. And that particular song, Nature Boy, I also know Unforgettable by Nat King Cole. talks about, I don't know... Nature Boy, who that is. Sometimes I like to think that it might be me, you know, who he's talking about. But I'm sure he was thinking of something else. Nat King Cole sang it very beautifully. I don't know if it actually was his song. It originated with him. Anyway, let me pick another song. Oh, by the way, let me just change subjects again. I was watching it. I was watching a show last night on YouTube about an induction into the Kennedy Center Hall of Fame, or it was, it was a Kennedy Center honor. You know, I've seen a few of them. Led Zeppelin was the honoree, you know, and, and Barack Obama and Michelle Obama were there. And then there was another one for, besides Led Zeppelin, I think um, somebody else, I forget. But, I said to my wife, I said, look at Barack Obama and Michelle Obama. They look so young. That must have been around 2012. And I was thinking, wow, things were a lot different back then, you know? How they have changed. And in 2016, we didn't really need to change a lot. You know, we just had our first black president for eight years. And so the Republicans, they had their primary... There's a lot of people to choose from. They chose Mr. Trump because he was a billionaire businessman and the economy wasn't really good. We were in debt. We were hoping that somebody could take us out of debt, you know. Back in Clinton's days, we actually had a surplus, you know, going into George W. Bush's presidency. There was a surplus. Man, things were good back then, right? The United States was on a roll, but then some evil people, I say evil, well, they were responsible for the destroying of the World Trade Centers, you know, and the deaths of many people. How many people died that particular day, 9-11? About 3,000, and then 
I don't know how many people in the Pentagon and in that place in, um, where was that, Pennsylvania, the Flight 93 that crashed. So all those people, wherever they came from, somewhere in the Middle East, I don't know, they had premeditated this, that crime, you know, that terrorist act. And after that, the United States was not the same, in my opinion. We went downhill. You know, the economy suffered right away. You know, people wouldn't travel by air, for one thing. And then it just, it went downhill. And we got into debt and more debt and more debt. What can you do? It's not like we could start a war and, you know, get that money back some way. But the United States is a very good country compared to some other countries around the world, you know. Whenever someone's in need, if they have a natural disaster, who's the first there to help out? It's always the United States. So I don't, I can understand, you know, that yes, we've had some wars in the past where we've killed a lot of people. You know, Afghanistan and Iraq come to mind. But it all goes back to how these dictatorial, tyrannical, bullying kind of regimes have emerged throughout history like the Nazis and and they were responsible for the killing of about close to 100 million people, you know, not to mention the Jews. All the soldiers and civilians that lost their lives in the war in Europe and in the United States too and in Japan. And so the United States said, okay, we got to prepare ourselves to not let this happen again. We can't, because we almost lost that war, okay? Did you know that? We almost lost World War II? Did you know that? The Nazis were developing an atomic bomb, and from what I have read, according to my research, they were very close, very, very, very close to developing an atomic bomb before we did. And if they had have done it, then the world would be a very different place right now. Don't you know, my friends? It would be very different. But because we've got some friends in high places, I'm talking about extraterrestrials who know how to kind of take the side of the the good instead of the bad and are able to disguise themselves by means of genetically altering them, their real selves to, to resemble human beings and can walk among us without us knowing it. And that's some very good technology, suffice it to say, you know, which can be accumulated through the millions of years of existence that they, the millions of years that they have existed, you know. And so with the the Germans, they, as you know, you know the story. We developed the atomic bomb before everyone else. We used it on Japan. I'm sorry to say that, but in the long run, you know, it probably saved lives. And also, a civilization around the universe, and I've read it, some people have been abducted to other planets around the universe. In the particular planet's evolution, sooner or later, they will discover how to split the atom, how to destroy an atom. It was an incredible force, right? And then later on, like a child playing with matches, they want to see what would happen if they light a, a bale of straw with a match, you know, kind of. That's what happens. Hopefully, we won't drop any more atomic bombs on anybody. You know, that's reality. We all have that capability now, the United States, Russia, China, India, even Iran, North Korea. We all have that capability to destroy ourselves, don't we? True? True or not? Am I making it worse talking about it? No. It's reality. It's hard to talk about it. When was the last time you talked about Mutual destruction, nuclear holocaust. Just like spirituality is not a subject that 
pleasant to talk about, but it is reality. And I think that we live in a world where we are constantly being barred by fantasy, you know, fantasy on television, in the movies, TV shows, video games. But when the real thing happens, people are just blown away, freaked out, you know. Anyway, how about another song? How about Yesterday by the Beatles? I'm going to take a drink of water. I'm looking at a, a board I've got with all these songs. These are all really good acapella songs. I sing acapella. Singing with music is different. You know, acapella, you can take your time a little bit more. You don't have the harmony and rhythm and timing that you do with songs. But still, if you want to be a successful singer, you've got to sing acapella. Also, you know, and I do pretty well. I've seen my improvement over the years, especially singing with the gospel choir, you know. It's gone over 10 years now. So here's one. And I kind of, I change subjects sometimes, you know. I just got so much to talk about. Before I go further with the song, I'll get back to, let me get back to politics. I like Mr. Trump. And... I think he was very humorous, you know. I used to laugh, laugh, laugh when I heard him speak, you know, and making fun of people. Maybe I thought that's what we need, you know. Maybe it's okay to call people crazy and morons and nut jobs and wackos, whatever, you know. But then I noticed that it had a negative kind of thing. When you hear it too often, you know, it it affects everybody. Now, I understand you've got some people out there who are lifelong Republicans and lifelong Democrats, and they would rather not vote at all than vote for somebody of the opposite party, you know. So you could have T.V. Herman maybe run for president, Republican, you know, or Democrat. And if there's, they don't like the other person in the other party, or if they are a lifelong Republican or Democrat, they're going to vote for T.V. Herman. Do you know what I mean? Now, Mr. Trump, I... Like I said, I like him, and I respect him. I think he's a good man. He got a kind of bad deal, you know what I mean? From the very beginning, they were trying to get him, but isn't that true for any administration when they take power? The other side is automatically at their back. It's competition at its finest, you know? If you might like watching the Super Bowl or the World Series or the NHL playoffs, there's no competition in town like what's going on between the Republicans and the Democrats. It is the best in competition. But where are we going in the future, you know, like coming up? And I've said this before, we need more female leadership, you know, in the United States, around the world. We need to strive for peace. And women will take us there. Take it from me. Please, believe me. Women will point us in the right direction because they're not so willing to let their children go off and fight in some war which might pop up in the future, like it's been doing for centuries now, right? We've lived in a paternal society for I don't know how long, thousands of years. Now, a maternal society would not permit war, believe me. Women, when they have a child grow inside them, and later on, they're not going to be so willing to, if they're in charge, send them off to fight some useless, unnecessary battle and possibly die, which has happened too many times, right? So more female leadership is the key to peace, unless you want to live in a world with war continuing on into the future, like what right now is going on in Ukraine. You've got a man, Putin, I like him too. I like everybody, you know. I see the good in everybody. Um, I can say some good things about everybody. You won't find that often when they talk about themselves on television. Even though they might do something good, they'll never say anything good, not even one thing, not even acknowledge one good thing about them, and that's wrong, right? You agree, correct? That is wrong. You've got to be able to say good things about people, see the good, okay, yes, but, you know, and then you can say what's wrong, what they need to do to improve, you know, how they can be better. So I see through that facade, you know. We really need not only female leadership, perhaps males too, but we need wisdom. 
not people who are motivated by money and power, you know, because that was the founding father's vision of America in the future, a country that was blessed by God, inspired by God. The founding fathers were inspired by God. That would be a melting pot of people from all over the world, such a diversity of race, who would be believing and worshiping and acknowledging and honoring the creator of everything, the creator of the universe, right? So that we could go down that road and not have all these constant wars that we've been having. You think that we slow down from having wars? I mean, before Ukraine, it was Afghanistan, all the drone strikes. See how many drone strikes they had in Afghanistan that would knock out 10, 15, 20 people? It happened all the time. And Iraq, you know, some people just don't know what's going on. It's the same with the Germans in World War II. They didn't know that the Nazis were exterminating the Jewish people by the millions. If they had known that, you know, maybe Hitler would have been assassinated before he committed suicide, you know. Anyway, so I find it amusing sometimes when I watch, like, the news and even though it's very serious right now with the government about to default, you know, and them not reaching an agreement about the ceiling debt, because it may affect me and may affect ordinary American citizens, and that's wrong, you know. The Constitution of the United States, created by our founding fathers, really highlighted three words that should be at the forefront of most the politicians' minds, and not their competition, not their strive for power or money. We, the people, we, the people, they are elected by us, and they should be looking after us. Yes, we may be divided. Maybe we do need a third party. I was watching that on television today, besides Republicans and Democrats. And maybe there is another alternative, you know, to our political system. But they need to, and I realize that some people are lifelong Republicans or Democrats, but we need to get along. Why can't we just get along? You know, we are Americans. We are Americans. We are the greatest country on the world, in the world, on the planet. You know, we are blessed. We have been blessed. And I pray that God will continue to bless the United States, not only our country, but also the people, our politicians. I pray for them. I pray for them all the time. And you got to know who you're praying to, right? You can pray to the Supreme Creative Universe. You can pray to your mother and father God in heaven, who are great, beautiful, awesome, shining, shining so bright, powerful spirits, you know, that look just like us, you know, but they're bigger. But they're all about growth, you know. When you get to heaven... Your growth will show the growth that you accumulated that you had managed to attain here on earth will be with you. Your light of your soul will shine with a brighter intensity when you first were born into this world. Yeah, that is really the goal of our lives here on earth is to increase the lamp of your soul, the intensity of the light of your soul. Make sense? So here's another song. Let's take a drink of water here. I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. Still praying as I'm onward bound. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith in heaven's table land, a higher plane that I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Let me see. I've got this board. I've got all these songs written out here. I did another one. Um, I practiced this one the other day called Ave Maria. It's very difficult, but I'll give it a try again. 
Ave Maria Maiden mild Oh listen to a maiden's For thou canst hear amidst the wise. Tis thou, tis thou canst save amid despair. We slumber safely till the morn. Though we by man outcast reviled, O maiden, see a maiden sorrow, O mother, hear a suppliant child. Ave Maria, Ave Maria, Maria Gracia Plena, Maria Gracia Plena, Ave, Ave Dominus, Dominus The murky caverns air so heavy Shall breathe above if thou hast smiled O mother, hear a maiden pleading O mother, hear a suppliant child Ave Maria Ave Maria. That's hard to do all one breath there at the end. Anyway, it's Ave Maria. It's a beautiful song. More appropriate around Christmas time, but I still sing Christmas songs throughout the year, even in May, June, July, August, whenever, you know, whenever I feel like singing a Christmas song. Let me take a no drink water here. How am I doing on time? Oh, it's almost, almost time. It goes so quickly. So remember to say your prayers, please. I know you're co-creator, God's in the making like me. I look at people sometimes and I realize that, that you are a co-creator, God, in the making. Yeah, if you can die, if you have the potential to die, then you are a co-creator, God, in the making. Because we are on a path, our soul is on a journey, my friends. Through the process of reincarnation, being born on one planet, then another planet, born on yet another planet, born on another planet, 
You don't remember. We don't remember, do we, when we were born? And we keep getting better. We keep getting smarter. We evolve. We keep developing ourselves spiritually. Religion is a stepping stone to where we need to go. But remember, what matters most is the truth. And sometimes the truth is so simple, you know. Was Jesus the Son of God or was he a prophet? Well, how about him being an extraterrestrial? But more than that, he was sent here by a race of extraterrestrials who determined that the time was appropriate for the world to change and go down a different path than what it was on at the time, a very bad path they were on, you know, with a lot of evil happening, sexual immorality of the worst kind, people murdering each other, people believing in different gods and idolatry, influenced by money and power, people living in poverty while others were living in wealth, you know. That's not the way human beings should live on the planet, you know. We're all in this together. We're brothers and sisters in spirit, you know. We're, it's like that song reminds me of Six, you know, where they say it's a grand illusion because deep inside we're all the same. You know, we've got two legs, two arms, got a brain, a heart, lungs, and everyone is the same in a way, but different, separate beings, you know, souls, separate souls. So I've only got a few seconds left, my friends. Thank you for listening. Don't you know I love you? If I offended you, I'm sorry, but you are a co-creator God. Speaking of God's uh, supreme creator of the universe, God, creator of the universe, please bless us, everybody, and Keep us safe and well and help our government to not default, please. All right, everybody. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye.